What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lauda, what do you got? All right, guys. So in a day like today where L.A. sports are front and center everywhere, right, from college football to NFL to NBA to everything, I just wanted to give a huge shout-out to an LAUSD high school, Sotomayor, which I actually used to teach um, an after-school program there. Their football team actually just won their first-ever city championship And it's not just for football, for the entire school. No other program, sports program, there has a championship. So shout out to the team out there, to Sotomayor High School in L.A. And I actually was told by a listener who um, shouted them out and was told like, hey, they're kind of looking for, they have a GoFundMe, they want to get the championship rings for these kids. And in less than 24 hours, the internet did its thing and they raised the money that they needed to get the championship rings for the football team. So just congrats. It. What a great nice. story. That is cool. Good yeah. for them. That's right on. Way to go, people. You, yeah, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Hey, don't forget, Million Dollar Monday, 545. We're going to give you a trivia question that you've got to answer. Um, we're the only station giving you a million dollars. Not a national contest. Your chance to win a million dollars. Um, if you listen to the show closely, you should. You can also cheat, by the way, listening to the podcast if you need to catch up uh, at some point or another. Because we'll do stuff from, you know, today we're only going to do from today because we've been off for so long. We haven't been on in a week. But in general, we do stuff from other shows that we've done on these trivia questions. So you need to listen to the podcast, too, to catch up on some of that stuff. But if you're the first person to answer our show trivia question correctly, you win Rams tickets. And then we will ask you a specific question. We'll ask you who are the two teams you believe will be in the Super Bowl and what score do you believe each team will, will have in that Super Bowl? And if you nail the prediction in February, we'll stroke you a check for a million dollars. And your chance for that comes up at 545 on Monday, which is today. So real quick, let's get to the Lakers real quick. Uh, now, I, I want to ask Laura because she's like the biggest Laker fan here. Okay? Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. How, how do you feel about this team? Right yeah, now. yeah. Let's talk about feelings. <laughs> Why? Yeah, we want to know. How Why you do feel. you guys want to depress not, me? Not no, no. Analysis. I just, I, I want to know. I want to know how you feelings. feel about them. Okay, right yeah. I, I was excited. You guys know how I feel about certain players, okay? But I was excited for the team. I was like, we're older, but there's a lot of experience. There's a lot of uh, basketball knowledge that's going to be on that floor, and I don't see it at all. I mean, I, I see these guys that have so much experience that should be dominating. I know they're older, but just basketball IQ, they should be dominating the floor, and they're not. I mean, the young kids are honestly coming in and showing them off, and it's sad. And as a Laker fan, I'm hurt. I'm frustrated. You know, I work a lot of these games right now. So I'm like, man, if I wouldn't be working, I probably wouldn't be watching because I'm just so frustrated and... <sighs> Honestly, disappointed. Ooh, listen to those words, yeah. George. You hear that? L- l- you asked for feelings. Listen to what you got. Disappointed. And a sigh Heart. before right. she said yeah. disappointed. Right. Hey, if it, if it wasn't for working these games, I probably wouldn't even be watching or listening to these games. Uh-uh. By the way, Laura, I know a lot of Laker fans that feel the exact same way. They don't like the roster. They don't like the style of basketball they're playing. They can't stand watching this team give up leads night in and night out like they mm-hmm. did last night to the Pistons. And I know a lot of Laker fans that are furious and just don't want to watch right now. And the thing is, a lot of what I keep hearing is, oh, you know, we haven't seen the full roster, which we haven't. And I give everybody who's saying that credit. Right. And a lot of other things that I keep hearing is we don't know how they're going to work together. We got to give them time. We don't have time. We don't. We have other basketball teams that were constructed with new players and have gelled so good 
and we're still figuring it out? Hell no. You guys need to get it together. You guys are not 20-year-old kids. You guys are vets. I, I don't Ooh, get it. I like this. I like the passion you're bringing. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, watching these guys last night, they had a big lead. I think it was a 16-0 run at one point in the third quarter, and I'm like, okay, that's good, and it's impressive, and they got a sizable lead, and we should all just turn off our TV and go to sleep. But with this team, you just never know. And what happened? Detroit started firing three-point bombs and got themselves right back into this game to the point where it was a four- or five-point game with about, I don't know, five seconds left to go, and nobody was, was done because we're like, who knows what's going to happen here in the last five seconds? We never know with this team. I mean, you could be up and you lose a game. I mean, we lost to the Kings, guys. Oh, my God. Come on. We, Give me a Triple break. OT, and they just fired their that coach. That was an awful game. That was Horrible. Horrible. George, where uh, are we in our bet, by the way? Because this is oh, important to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. You before Last Monday, you were saying that this is the time they're going to turn it around. And I said, well, if you're that confident, how many games? You, you had mentioned that you had picked nine games for whatever reason. That was the number you picked, the next nine games. Um, and you said, in those nine games, I said, well, if you're so confident, how many are they going to win in those nine games? And you said seven. Seven and of I nine. Said, right, seven of the nine they would win. So right. I said, okay, I'll take the under on that. I said, so if they win six or less, I win. Right. Um, and we bet a bottle of Camus, and they already lost two games. I know. They've lost two, and the they've won two. It's ridiculous. You- and, yeah. and 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 listen, and um, they, I, right. And yesterday was in question, obviously late in the game, as you right. mentioned. It was it was with like about two or three minutes to go. It was a six point game after the Detroit game where LeBron gets tossed. Right. And, you said it. Well, Frank Vogel said that would be a galvanizing moment. Correct. Yes. And I said I agree with that. Yes. So then what happens is they go to New York. LeBron's not playing. They lose. They go to Indiana. It takes overtime to win. Yeah. They go to Sacramento. Uh, or excuse me. They come back to L.A. to face Sacramento, and it goes to three overtimes. Wait a second. The Sacramento Kings beat the Lakers on their home floor when this was supposed to be, and I bought all into it, that this was the galvanizing moment of the season. And so if I'm wrong, which through four games it certainly looks like I am, me and Coach Vogel together are wrong, you know what I'm starting to get really worried about here? What's that? There's no heart. Oh, my God. Hey, listen, I'm serious. Like, Like, where's the pride? Where is your pride? You, LeBron gets kicked out, and in Indiana, he's upset with something that somebody says at the court, and, and in overtime, he has people removed from the floor. Like, focus, dude. And I get it. Okay, people say mean things, and it hurts your feelings. Get them out of here. But seriously, like, where is the heart? Where is the fight? You lose it home to Sacramento? Tuh, LeBron, please. Wait, what? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Now you're mad at LeBron? Yes, you're... Hey, listen. Not only am I mad at LeBron, but I'm going to tell you this right now, George. If I lose this bet and the Lakers don't win seven of nine, and right now it's two and two, the next... Wait, the but, next long, hold on. What are you mad at LeBron for? Because if I have to buy you a bottle of wine, 130 bucks, 140 bucks, LeBron should reimburse me. Why? I, what do you mean, why? Why should LeBron reimburse you? Because I put my money on LeBron. Right, but he's the only one that's got you a win. <laughs> and, and, if Le, and if LeBron's team doesn't win these seven of nine, then it is LeBron's fault, and, and I want LeBron to reimburse me from the bottle of Camus. You're crazy. Yeah, Maybe. 
Yes. And I'm not even a LeBron fan, and everybody knows that. You're, you're one of those crazy. guys who, like, if LeBron does something bad, it's all, if the team does something bad, it's all LeBron's fault. But if they win and they do, do well, then LeBron doesn't get any of the credit. You know what the problem is with LeBron? I'm going to tell you guys right now. LeBron has what Aaron Rodgers wants. Think about that for a quick second. See if you, see if you can come up with what I'm getting at here. LeBron has what Aaron Rodgers wants. Anybody getting what I'm trying to sell here? Nope. Okay. LeBron has a lot of control. LeBron has a lot of opinions. LeBron's voice is very much heard inside of the Laker organization. That's all Aaron Rodgers wanted. But guess what? Aaron Rodgers' team is looking like a Super Bowl competitor. And LeBron's team is looking like a team that might not even make the playoffs. So maybe the Packers actually have it right. Like, hey, Aaron, play quarterback. We'll assemble the team. Hey, LeBron, play ball. Let us deal with the roster. When, in fact, what they're doing is saying, you tell us how to build the roster, LeBron. So, yes, I blame LeBron. And, LeBron, if I lose this bet, can you help a brother out here and buy a bottle of Camus for no, me? So you're going to so blame him George? and then you want him to pay for the bottle of wine that you're going to owe me? That is right. Correct. Um, that is right. At, at what point, you know, Laura made an interesting point. You r- rambled, I don't know, incessantly. Um, and I don't, I don't know exactly what your point on all that was, other than you're blaming LeBron and you want someone to pay for the bottle of wine you're going to owe That's me. Right. That, is my, that is my point, that okay. the team has so no bad. heart right now. Okay. That's yeah. true. Um, I, I don't know about that. I, I just think that the team is flawed. <laughs> like, I've been trying to tell people this from day one. Like, well, we're the, not the team listening. is flawed. Oh. No? Right, keep going. Is keep it, going. I mean, is it not flawed? Of course it's flawed. Yeah. Whose fault is that? I mean, it's a lot of people's fault, probably. You I mean, blame Rob a... Palenka first or you blame LeBron first? I mean, I think there's a collaboration there, clearly. he. I mean, Palenka has said as much that he consults Anthony Davis and LeBron on almost every move, if not Anthony every... Davis? What's he asking I mean, those, for his listen, opinion for? Those are his words, not mine. I yeah, didn't well, say those words. Well, it's not a smart move. I mean, seriously. I mean, we look at the Packers and we look at Aaron Rodgers whining and complaining. I want to have an opinion. I've earned the right to have an opinion. Yeah, well, guess what? We're the front office. We're good at what we do. You're good at what you do. But instead, the Lakers have decided to become partners with LeBron, not have LeBron be one of their players. So it is on LeBron to get this thing fixed. Yeah, but the, LeBron has been done that pretty much everywhere, like, and it's worked pretty well. I yeah, you say. know what scares me, though? You see him last night, late in the game, holding on to his abs. I think he's getting more hurt every game. He might, because, again, the biggest predictor of future injury is past injury. Uh, they're a mess right now, and I don't think that – I don't know how much better this is going to get with this particular roster. I've told you – that they're going to have to rearrange this roster, similarly to what LeBron did in Cleveland to when Lindsay, uh, with Lindsay's squad in 2018 when he shipped out D. Wade and Jay Crowder and a bunch of guys. Half the damn roster was gone. How they pull that off, we'll have to wait and see. But this roster, this roster is not winning a championship, bro. I'm sorry. Like, you not as currently constituted. Not these 15 guys. Now, could they make a few moves to tinker the role players to make it work a little better? Sure. But this 15, that's not winning a championship. All right, listen, we got to take a break. Um, coming up next, I want to get back to USC and Lincoln Riley. And, you know, if people want to chime in on Lincoln Riley and what the expectations should be, hit us up. The Dodgers, slow start to the hot stove. Hit us up. How do you feel about Seager leaving, Scherzer leaving, the Lakers situation, the Rams situation? Hit us up, 877-710-ESPN. But let's get back into Lincoln Riley because I do think that there's plenty of people here that don't watch Oklahoma and don't understand how special – 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. I love Paul Abdul. I used to love the mix of her and Simon Cowell and uh, Randy Jackson on American Idol and the original incarnation. I loved how she was always super nice to everybody. While, you know, Randy was kind of in the middle and then, of course, Simon was, like, super mean. Um, but I also remember this cartoon, uh, this video, because it was a cartoon. She danced with a cartoon cat. Yeah, if I correctly. this was like, like the Pink Panther. No, it was, it was a cat. His name was like Cool Cat something. I, no. Pink it, I was like the it's first the music guy, right? video. Pink Panther's brother. No, it's not the same. It's the same looking no. cat. No, it was the first concert I went to, and I love this. Oh song. wow! I think it was like my first tape I got. Paul Abdul cassette tape. Mm-hmm. Me too. Nice. Not my first, but definitely had the tape. Yeah. Wow, cassette tapes, old school right there. It's like if you really, really like the song, you'd have to flip the tape and then push fast forward to then turn it back over to get it to where you wanted it, especially if the rewind didn't work in your car at the time. Yeah, I'm feeling cassette tapes. Man, I got a bunch of them still in a box in my garage somewhere. What am I doing with those? Do they have any value? You know how like LPs now, vinyl has value? Do cassette tapes have any value? I mean, no, no, but I would hang on to them because you never know because they could come back. You know, everything like nostalgia always comes back around people nowadays. Like there are, you know, girls that are in their in high school and stuff are wearing clothes that I wore when I was in middle school. You know, I know a buddy of mine the other day showed me goes, let me show you what I bought my daughter for her 15th birthday. I'm like, what is it? And he showed me a Harry Styles LP. I'm like, wait, your daughter has a record player. He's like, yeah, she loves vinyl. I'm like, where the hell did you find that? Really? Records are really common now, though. I know a lot of people have record players. Yeah, but I figured that it was like old school LPs, like you'd find Led Zeppelin albums, no. not Harry Styles albums. But yeah, I guess people like the sound of the, there's that little hiss to an LP versus the clarity of a digital recording. So. No, I think that the LP is clearer than a digital recording. And that's really? why people like it, yes. Oh, I thought it was because there's like no, that little it's, hiss it's, in the back. No, there's it, it's the compression on a digital, you know. No, I don't actually, okay. but okay. All right. Anybody here have a record player? No, but I, I stay um, – there's a hotel that they put us up for NBA um, in Milwaukee uh, that has a record player in the room, and they have vinyl everywhere, and you can go down to the lobby, and they have like so a bunch dope. of vinyl you can pick from, and you can play uh, vinyl if you'd like. That's kind of cool. That's yeah. dope. I have one, though. I have, you still a, have a record player? I don't. I've been I meaning do. to get one, um, but I have two small kids, and that yeah. will just not <laughs> end well. Right. That will turn into scratched <laughs> albums very quickly. But mm-hmm. they don't to get the like the original old school thing. It's hard, and I'm not paying the money for the antique stuff. Yeah, the sound is different for sure. Yeah. But I have yeah. like the recreation stuff, and I, I love it. Like when it rains, when it you know doesn't really rain in LA, but when it rains and you play that, oh, it's amazing. 
I used to take my dad's albums, Bread, John Denver, Neil Diamond, throw them on the old Pioneer turntable, just try and put that needle down just the right way so that it doesn't scratch the record. I can't believe how vinyl is back. Anyway. It never went away for many of us. I guess. I guess not. I mean, I don't have a record player anymore. In fact, I don't even have like a stereo anymore. All I have are like um, Sonos speakers. And then I put my phone connected to the Sonos, and that's how you get music in the house. I think. Isn't that how everybody else does it now? I mean, I have a Sonos, but yeah. Yeah, or some kind of a... Kind of extra fancy. Well, I mean, I just called it by brand because it happens to be in front of my face, and I knew it. But, you know, little, uh, little stereo speaker thingies that you connect like to little, your phone. Yeah, a little Bluetooth speaker. Right. Mine's That's what I'm saying. Fancy. Yeah. So, not too fancy. Yeah. Um, so, let's get to something that is fancy. Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. Let me explain something to you guys. Go ahead. Okay. Every quarterback in America, particularly the ones here, which are really good, uh, are going to flock to this man because n- not only because of the resume, as we've talked about, right? Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, number one picks, Heisman Trophy guys, et cetera, candidates, yada, yada, yada. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is another one. Excellent point. Um, and by the way, he took Jalen Hurts to heights that Nick Saban did not uh, right. offensively. Mm-hmm. So what I would add to that is this. If you watch his games, and look, I watch an enormous amount of college football. Okay, I am the guy, I've said this repeatedly, who gets up at 6 in the morning, I watch college game day, and I don't stop until I'm done watching the Hawaii chase game, basically. Okay? <laughs> and all right, I am, so, so you're an all-day Saturday college football guy. Pretty much. Gotcha. And if I'm not in the house for some reason, I'm listening to it in the car, on my phone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I have watched a good amount of Oklahoma football over the years because they play pretty much a lot of primetime games or those 1230 games that, you know, even their bad games are the 1230 games, right? Mm-hmm. Like Pacific. So he, what he does, Scott, and you'll appreciate this. You played football. Um, he makes the offense look so easy for the quarterback, right? Like every time I watch one of his games, okay. And this is something SC has not done a good job of offensively for a long time. Um, since Sam Darnold, if I had to really think about it. (sighs) Every game, there's at least, okay, and I'm being generous here, five or six throws where I'm like, holy moly, I don't understand how that guy is so wide open, okay? And this is against quality opponents. This isn't like they're playing the Sisters of the Blind, okay? Like against really good other D1 great schools who have NFL guys – and he's so good at what he schemes up on offense that he makes life so easy for the quarterback. There's at least a handful every game where I'm like, yo, how did he do that? How did he get that guy so open that the quarterback can literally just take his time and just fling it to the guy and there's a 70-yard touchdown? That happens all the time in these games with him. And that's something I feel like USC has been missing. They went to this air raid with Graham Harrell. And it hasn't worked all that well. As a matter of fact, in the game against BYU, if you watched it this weekend, and I did, I did um, well. they were more successful running the damn ball, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was smart because, let's face it, you know they're putting a lot on a freshman quarterback who's, I think, still got a bit of a bum knee coming off an injury. Right. Um, but the quarterback did play well in, in his times throwing the ball, I thought, as well, too. But like this guy is legitimately going to put quarterbacks and the offense in unbelievable positions to succeed like this is going to be so much fun to watch them on offense it's supposed to be what what we expected the last several years 
Yeah. Look, I think this, George, you get a 38-year-old guy who has this really great resume. And, you know, you're saying how much Oklahoma football you've watched over the years. I can't tell you that I've watched as much, okay? Maybe when it got to the college football playoff, um, then I would have seen them. But I'm not literally sitting around all day watching. I mean, this past weekend was amazing. Alabama-Auburn was a crazy game. Michigan-Ohio State. There are certain weekends where you just find yourself watching college football all day. But I can't say I've, I've had the same amount of Oklahoma time as you have. But the numbers tell you the story. You know, in four years as their coach, five years, you know, they, they win their conference. They go to the Rose Bowl. Granted, they lost. They lost the Orange Bowl. Okay, fine. So he wasn't winning the big bowl games. But 12 wins, it seems like, every year. First place in their conference every year. A combined record of 55-10 and 10 over five seasons. It really is a very impressive resume for a guy who was 33 or 34 at the time. Now you're getting a guy at 38 years old who's just now coming into his prime. And what he's got at, 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 at USC that he didn't have at Oklahoma was he's got all the talent in his backyard. Oklahoma's going to California. They're going to Florida. They're going to other states to get the talent. But here you've got all the talent already baked in. And so I would suspect that they will change the offense rather than it being a traditional SC drop back pro style kind of an offense. You're going to see that exciting up tempo Oklahoma style of throw the ball all over the place, big chunk plays. That's what's that's what SC's offense should be turning into. And if that's the case, which you have to assume it will be, it, you would think that every top recruit in Southern California will go back to making SC their number one choice. When Reggie Bush went to SC, he could have gone to any place in the country, but SC was the place to be. I would think this coach is going to make USC the place to be again. Oh, I don't think there's any question about that. And I think because of that, USC has finally found the guy that will, will – one of two things is going to happen. Either they're going to be so good that the NFL is going to come calling or he's going to be a legend here for the rest of his life, basically. Well, listen, at what is, is estimated and has been reported as $11 million a year. Dude, $11 million. You're a college football coach. That is incredible money. $11 million a year. When the NFL comes calling, this guy's going to make $15 million a year should he decide to take off. But, man, USC, you talk about putting your money where your mouth is. Coach, don't worry about the house you're living in. We'll buy it from you and pay a lot more than it's worth. Oh, you built another house? We'll buy that one from you, too, and we'll pay more than it's worth as well. Oh, and, Coach, we'll buy your house in L.A., and you can have a private jet. You want to go vacationing? Go vacationing. You want to fly your parents in for a game? We'll send our private jet. USC put their money where their mouth is, and it's damn impressive. Way to go, Mike Bowen. I am so happy for you, dude. Man, I think Mike Bowen deserves a bleep ton of credit, man. Mike Bowen is coming here and taking care of business in ways that no one – thought like there were people like how did you get the ad from cincinnati but bu, bu. there was a lot of that yammering and mm -hmm. i don't know if there's a lot of that yammering uh you know well th that today. is what you're talking george a professional athletic director in college sports big time college sports the job is about sucking up to the rich donors okay uh pat hayden didn't do that lynn swan was never even around to do it mike bone is a pro's pro when it comes to doing that i can appreciate it he's good at it Real good. He is very good. Uh, you know
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Linz, what do we got? All right, so director Adam McKay recently opened up about his professional split from Will Ferrell, whom he worked with on films that I'm sure all of us enjoy, like Anchorman, Step Brothers, Talladega Nights, and he also formed a production company with him. McKay said that him and Will Ferrell had a falling out over his decision to cast John C. Riley over Ferrell in his upcoming HBO drama series about the 1980s Lakers. Lakers fan Farrell was originally cast in the role of Jerry Buss, but McKay ended up making the casting change and hiring Riley behind Farrell's back, saying, quote, Farrell just doesn't look like Jerry Buss, and he's not that vibe of a Jerry Buss. Do you guys agree that John C. Riley makes a better Jerry Buss than Will Farrell? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? I, I actually, I, I don't love it. Um, I said this when the original casting came out. Um... Although he's an amazing actor, so you know what? Maybe if anyone could pull it off, it's him. But, you know, Dr. Buss was suave with the ladies. You know what I mean? I don't see John C. Riley as suave with the ladies. You know, I got to tell you guys, and I know we had this conversation last week in our shortened week, but, you know, George was telling me, Kaplan, you don't like movies. Do you know that on Thanksgiving night, the movie that we all sat around and watched? Step Brothers. How many times have you seen the movie Step Brothers? Uh, a handful of times, maybe. Really only like the second time I've seen it. It's a freaking hilarious movie. Um, John C. Riley, he's good. I like him. I, I actually don't have a big problem with the casting. I have more of a problem of going behind your partner's back and firing one guy to hire the next guy. So I don't, yeah. I don't have an issue with the casting. I have an issue with the decision-making and the way it was done. Because Will Ferrell's made your career, dude. You yeah. screw him over like that? I agree with that. But I feel like... You know, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I don't see it. I don't see John C. Riley as Jerry Buss. So, like, I was Googling pictures, and I feel like Will Ferrell would make a much better Jerry Buss just looks-wise. Like, him saying that he doesn't look like him, I think he's completely wrong. And I would flip-flop the two and say that Will Ferrell, like, I mean, obviously, you know, makeup, prosthetics, whatever. I feel like he just looks like a more, I don't know, chiseled guy, I guess, something like that, you know? He, he has the potential to look more chiseled. I don't know. I just don't think John C. Riley. He just reminds me of like, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't work for me. But we'll I don't see. Know. I mean, Will Ferrell is always going to be Frank the Tank running down the street naked. Snoop, Snoop a loop. Come on, let's go, everybody. Remember? Yeah. He's always Buddy the Elf to me. Mm. All right, next one. So, speaking of the Lakers, 
The Lakers do have a lot of celebrity fans, but one famous superfan who was not in attendance for the Kings' wild triple overtime win over the Lakers was singer Halsey. A power outage forced her to watch Friday night's game from a local Applebee's. She tweeted, quote, My power is out, so I'm watching the Lakers suck from a bleepin' Applebee's. And the eight-year-old next to me just asked his mom, why is life so hard? <laughs> when asked for photographic evidence, she posted photos of herself and her triple chocolate meltdown dessert to prove that she was indeed watching this game from an Applebee's. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen a very famous person at, you know, like a regular person joint restaurant type of place? Like Applebee's. Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? My answer is swipe left. No, I can't think of one time ever where I've walked into like a Friday's or an Applebee's or one of these kinds of like mid-range casual dining spots and looked and went, oh my God, there's Halsey and she's watching the Laker game eating some like chocolate dessert ice cream thing. No, I can't think of one time. George, how about you? No, no, I can't think of one either. I have one. I do too. Oh, I can't wait to hear these. Oh, go ahead, Laura. Go ahead, Lindsay, because I think they'll know yours before mine. You may may or may not know mine. I have two of them. Um, one time after a WWE show, I went to Denny's because it was kind of late. It was like 11, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Went to Denny's to get some breakfast food late at night and in walked uh, Kevin Owens, who is mm. a pretty famous WWE wrestler, and also, uh, who's the other one? Mike the Miz, you know. Miz. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, they were just hanging out at Denny's. Kevin Owens was there picking up a to-go order, but Mike the Miz was there just, like, hanging out with his wife and, you know, and his kid just eating Denny's. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Okay. All right. I'll go with what that. What about you, Laura? Okay. So, mine, you guys might not know who this is, but the Lorenzo Mendes and La Original Banda Limon, which is a huge, like, Mexican group, they were chilling at uh, Olive Garden. Just all of them hanging out in the city of industry wow. after a show. Olive Garden's delicious, so I don't blame them. No. They're, yeah. I mean, like I said, a lot of people might not know them, but they're huge in Mexico and in the Latin community. So, yeah, them just hanging out, eating their breadsticks and their salad. <laughs> so I don't know them, but what's the name of the band, that the boy band that we talked about a few weeks ago, that the Chargers were on the road yesterday and the Rams were on the road yesterday because this band has SoFi for like three straight sold-out shows, like a Korean boy band or something? Is like it BTS? Yeah, yeah, yeah. B- Who is it? Yeah, BTS. BTS. They're, they're here yeah. right now. Yeah, because I, I literally There's was in a bar yesterday. They I was are bigger the than games. the Beatles, though, like, no, like I, nationally. I, I got it, but I was like, I was like watching the games. I'm like, somebody said to me, they're like, if the Chargers are on the road and the Rams are on the road, you mean to tell me nobody's playing in SoFi Stadium? I'm like, there must be something going on there, and lo and behold, there it is. Yeah, internationally, I mean. Like, they're, they're big. They're huge. They are. Huge band. Yeah, they have like that. They're not going to be at Denny's, though. Yeah, probably not. No, probably not. No, (laughs) No, they're going to go to Chili's. No. All right, what's next, Linz? All right, so after losing Max Scherzer and Corey Seager in free agency, the Dodgers are presumably going to do everything they possibly can to keep valued utility man Chris Taylor. But if they can't, who could possibly fill such large shoes? Well, some reporters think that maybe Chris Bryant could be the answer and that the Dodgers may pursue him if Taylor doesn't come back. Do you want the Dodgers to sign Chris Bryant? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Hmm. Um, yeah, I'll swipe right on that. Um, look, Chris Bryant played really well. I thought um, this, I mean, obviously post being traded from the Cubs. Uh, I thought he played really well for San Francisco. So um, he's a guy that you can play at a couple different positions. Um, you can play him in the outfield. You can play him at third base. You can even play him at first. So he has some versatility, not the exact versatility that Chris Taylor has, who plays, who can play almost any position really in the infield, but he has some. Um, 
I, I still feel like they should bring back Chris Taylor, uh, although clearly they have drawn a line financially on what they're willing to pay for their own guys, right? Um, and they they feel that confident in their system that they can bring up guys to replace them. Um, but, you know, I, I guess I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to Brian. I do think he's still a, 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 a guy who can be a big contributor, so I would swipe right, yes. I'll swipe right also. I think Chris Bryant would be a great player to have on the Dodgers. Not only do you take him away, I mean, San Francisco is where he ended the season last year, but look, you said it, George. Chris Bryant has played first base. He's played third base. He can play the outfield. He can hit for power. Uh, and he's and he's a champion, and he's a championship caliber personality to have on your team. I would take Chris Bryant in a heartbeat. I'd take him too because you know what? When he uh, faced my Indians in the 2016 World Series, he totally killed us. And even though he didn't have such a great year with the Cubs last year, I mean that guy he he's good. He just had an off year, so I I would definitely take him. Yeah, I mean, and he was fine. You know, like I, I mean, do I think he's the guy he was three or four years ago? Probably not, but he doesn't need to be. You know, if the price is right, I'd take him sure. I mean, he came up huge this year for San Francisco when he, he got did. traded. He came he up did. big. He played well. Yeah. 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 This guy got uh, quite a decorated resume too. By the way, I mean, remember he was like the Heisman Trophy winner of college baseball. Yeah. And. Um, you know, he was one of those guys that the Cubs held down so that they didn't have to worry about his, um, you know, his major league service time, which was a whole big national controversy. And as soon as he came up to the major leagues, this guy yeah. started producing from the beginning. No, he's he's been a good player. I don't think there's any question about that. All right, coming up next, your chance to win a million dollars. We're going to give you a show trivia question. If you answer it correctly, you will win Rams tickets. Then you will get asked a question by us, which is, what is your Super Bowl prediction? What are the two teams? And what are the scores for those two teams? In February, if you nail that prediction, we're going to stroke you a check for a million dollars. It's pretty simple. So hopefully you've been listening to the show today because that's how this works every Monday at 545. So we got that. Plus, I want to dive into the Chargers and Raiders a little bit on the other side. We'll get into some of those issues. Uh, are you buying what the Raiders are selling here after a win in Dallas? And why can't the damn Chargers prosper? All that coming up next. Happy birthday, Vince Scully. Great song. I think the Dodgers are going to be fine. All right? Everyone just needs to relax. I also think the Rams are going to be fine. Um, they just need to kind of give themselves – they need to take a hard look in the mirror, the Rams. What, is, yeah, what does be fine mean, though? They'll be in the playoffs, and we'll see what happens there. It's the NFL, dude. The, the Niners just won five in a row, and they were atrocious to start the season. Hey, look, the New England Patriots maybe may, even though they've got a soft schedule – they may be the best team in the AFC with a rookie They could be in the Super Bowl. Would yeah. it surprise you? It would not surprise me just because of who the coach is. Okay, there you go. But it would have surprised you five weeks ago. 100%. The NFL, particularly this season, more so than any other that I can remember, is more unpredictable, or perhaps it's less predictable, yes. than ever before. Yes, there you go. Uh, all right, so here's the deal. We got a lot of people on hold that want to play uh, this contest for the million dollars, um, to register for the million dollars and win the Rams tickets right now. Uh, so basically, every Monday, 545-ish, uh, we're going to ask you a trivia question related to the show. And if you get the answer right, if you're the first person to get the answer right, you win Rams tickets. And then we will ask you for your Super Bowl prediction. You will pick the two teams that you want to see in the Super Bowl and give us the score for each team. And in February, if you nail it, we're going to stroke you a check for a million dollars. That's it. Like, that's the that's the game. Like, it's not that hard. Who signs the check for the million bucks? Is it Amanda? Not me. Not me. It's so not you? I, I don't know who signs the actual check. My guess is someone, you know, at Corp at Disney probably does. If I had to maybe guess. it's Bob Iger. Maybe maybe it's Mr. Maybe, Iger. Bob, maybe if you're listening, it's Mr. Are, you, Iger. Yes. are you writing the check, Bob? 
Yeah. Let us know. I, I didn't realize you were that friendly with him. You can call him Bob. So. No, no, I don't. I actually don't call him Bob. I call him Bobby because oh. that's when you're really close. Kind of the right. way Morales is close with Vin Scully, where he calls him Vinny. Yeah. It's, that's like me and Bobby Iger. You know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, nonetheless, let's. Uh, we have the question here, and I know that there are people on hold that don't want to play that they want to you know get into whatever sports conversation we've had. But the question is, who does Cap want? Him- <laughs> this is funny. Who does Cap want to reimburse him? for the bottle of wine that he's about to owe me, okay? So who does Cap want, like what person does Cap want to reimburse him, to reimburse Cap for the bottle of wine? I don't feel like the way this question is phrased is probably yeah, the tough. proper language. Who's going to pay and, Cap back for the bottle of wine he got to buy you? Yeah, yeah. Who do I want? Basically, yeah, yeah. Re- we don't reimburse is probably not the proper word here. Yeah, who does Yeah, who does Cap want to freeload off of? Um <laughs> When he owes me a bottle of wine that he just mentioned a little while ago. Uh, all right. Who's first on this uh, on this here? Who is Jesus? Jesus in Rosemead. Jesus, who does Cap want to freeload off of that wants him to pay for my, the bottle of wine that he's going to owe me? What's up, guys? Uh, he wants LeBron James to pay you back. That is, cor- back. that is correct. Jesus, what's your last name? Ramirez. Jesus Ramirez from Rosemead, buddy. Congratulations. You've won Rams tickets. Uh, so now, yeah, hell yeah. now, now, here's the deal. This is the tough part. We need you to make a Super Bowl prediction. Give me the two teams and then the score for each team. And in February, if you nail those four things, right, the two teams and the two scores, we're going to stroke you a check for a million dollars. Okay, Jesus? Okay. Um, I think it's going to be uh, Kansas City over Arizona, 31-28. So Kansas City over Arizona, 31-28. to Jesus Rivera in Rosemead. Brother, best of luck to you. Thank you for listening, man. Appreciate it. Oh, Thank Ramirez. You guys. I love I'm sorry. Show. Not Rivera. I yes. love your show. Big yes. fan yeah, of your Ramirez. show, Jesus. Ramirez. Jesus Ramirez from Rosemead. Best of luck, bro. We're going to put you on hold, okay? Okay. Thanks, guys. You got it. See, now it's a good Super Bowl prediction right there. You know, Kansas City over Arizona. Too many people have called the show, and they everybody picks the Rams. You know, it's just a cliche pick. This guy, Jesus, put some real thought into this pick. Nice work, Jesus. Good luck, pal. Yeah. By the way, speaking of um, of names, uh, Jesus reminded me today. I uh, I want to shout out my friends at Corky's Pest Control. Uh, Corky's Pest Control came by my house today for. Um, you know, they do like, uh, you know, they spray outside the house for bugs and stuff like that. You're, and uh, my guy JC stopped by today, who's a big listener to the station and this show. So shout out to JC uh, from uh, Corky's Pest Control in now, Santa Ana. So. I, I, first of all, are, like, do you know, is this just a pure shout out? Like, you don't know about my relationship with Corky? I do not. No, I do not know your relationship with Corky. I just know that JC, uh, you know, serviced my house today uh, with the pest control. And uh, he, you know, he came to me and he said, you know, you sound familiar. Are you Sedano? And I said, yeah. And he's like, oh, man, I listen to Sabaton all the time, me and the guys, blah, blah, blah. So he was super uh, cool, super nice, and obviously did great work. So I wanted to shout out JC from Corky's Pest Control. Well, call 1-800-901-1102. Corky, dude, that's, that song has been in my head for 20 years. Mm. Um, George, that's very funny that you're saying this because Corky Miser, the guy who actually owns the company, the, the Corky, yeah. Like, one of my really, really, really close friends. Not Corky Romano from the movies. No. Different guy. Yeah. Different guy. Yeah. Um, but seriously, like, that, that, I'm so glad to hear that because they do great work. So, there you go. Excellent. Yeah. J- JC is the guy that comes to the house to do the uh, the service, and uh, he's always awesome. And I got a chance to uh, 
uh, chat with him today, and he's a big 710 listener. So That is awesome. That is great. Yeah. That is really good news, man. I'm so happy you're telling me this, George. Seriously. I got, I got a long 20-year relationship with Corky from Corky's Pest Control, so I'm glad to hear you tell me that things are going well for you. You know, because if you got rats... Oh, and by the way, well, I don't have rats, but it's just okay. like, it, it's Anything more like, like that. A, termites, bugs you know, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Spiders. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have rats. <laughs> Let's be clear just, about that. Right? Oh, no, but I've had a rat problem. And like when I rented some house uh, a couple years ago, um, we moved in and we didn't, all of a sudden we were hearing all these noises in the middle of the night and it was rats. Uh, we literally had to leave to like a hotel. Oh, and I, told, I would not come back. And I told, the, my son had just been born, dude. It was crazy. I told the, 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 oh, yeah. um, the landlord. Um, who we're renting the house from, I said, hey, look, we just signed this deal, okay? I, it, 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 you either fix this problem or we're finding a new house and we're going we're gonna to cut this deal very short, very quickly. <laughs> um, and they did. Um, but, yeah, there was a – yeah, so I've been through that, but not here at this place. We're, we're good. Thanks. Yeah. So. Well, uh, listen, I can tell you this. I had a mouse problem in my house. And I say mouse, I should say mice, but it may have just been one guy. But I, had, I, I was in denial. Because I found like little mouse droppings and I was like, oh, come on, that's nothing. That's not really what that is. And then I found them one day on the bike seat of my e-bike. And once that happened, I was like, okay. spot for a mouse to hang out. Yeah, it was weird, right? Like why would the mouse climb up on the seat of my e-bike and make duties? Um, But then I called Corky and they came out and took care of it all. You know, that's the end of that. No more mice. You know, the only varmint problem I've ever had was when I was camping, which I know that you guys thoroughly enjoy. Joking, of course. Uh, one time when we, I, I went back to my cabin late at night, and they're old cabins. They're like I said, they were built in like the twenties. It's probably like midnight, one in the morning, and I go back to my cabin by myself. I open the door, and there is this humongous, like the fattest raccoon I've ever seen, just sitting there on the little countertop eating all my bread. And I screamed so loud, it freaked me out so bad. We had to chase him out with a broom. That's wild. Really gross. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. That's really cool, George. I'm, listen, I really thought you were pulling my chain about this, but that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that uh, your Corky's guy was out there doing a great job for JC, you. JC, man, he was awesome. Um, hey, so we didn't get to the Raiders and Chargers, so do you want to just that. do that on the other side? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that real quick. Uh, we'll do Raiders, Chargers. I want to get into the Lakers. I want to get into SC. I actually, you know what, damn it, Thomas has been on hold forever. Get Thomas first. Thomas, you're pissed off at Sean McVay. Go ahead. Yeah, how you doing, guys? Doing. Um, I've got to start by saying I'm not a Rams fan, but I think the problem with the Rams is Sean McVay completely lacks patience. If you could tell him that he could score in four running plays, he'll still try and throw the ball for one. And I think that speaks to the way they handle their draft picks. He doesn't have the patience to develop a team that actually fits his mold. He wants to grab guys that are proven, and he just everything he does is I need it now, I want it now, and it's costing the team for several years to come. Yeah, but is it is it McVeigh? Is it the front office? Is it ownership? Are, are we really putting that impatience strictly on the head coach? Absolutely, I think they trust him to make these moves because I don't I, I, didn't, I don't recall. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I didn't see any of this type of behavior, any of these moves in the Rams' history prior to. They might make moves in free agency, but never just sacrificing the well, house I, in I the mean, future listen, for they, whatever they, they traded up. Didn't they trade up to get Jared Goff or something like that, if I recall correctly? So, I mean, it, that yeah, was that's a trade up, but they, they don't have any picks now for anything. No, no, no. But it's what I'm quick. saying is they were aggressive to get Jared Goff, you know, and that was that predates McVeigh. Like, I just think Les Need is also aggressive, and I think that's why they work well together. You know what See, I mean? I think this yeah, is and even, even with Jared Goff, I think he ran out of patience with him. You, you, you're coming well, off of the I, Super I get Bowl that, though. Jared, another... Jared Goff clearly had a ceiling, and I think we saw it. 
I actually I agree with the caller. I, I agree with the caller. You see, I, I think that they were very impatient you, with Jared Goff. And I think that Jared Goff, look, we can all sit here and laugh at him now in Detroit, but it's like when the Lions played the Rams, the end of the game, Stafford says to Goff, hey, hang in there. Hang in there means I've been there. I know how bad it is. And so Jared Goff is experiencing that. But listen, all, if, if the Rams don't make the playoffs, then what are we going to all say okay, about what let's, they did? Let's get into that with the Chargers and Raiders talk as well because I don't know if people are – I think people are buying into this Raiders – Last victory, and I don't know if I'm buying into it. And I feel like the Chargers just don't know how to prosper. So let's do all that with the Rams. We'll do a little football segment on the other side, plus what you need to know. 710 ESPN, back in three.